the show is here. Yo, our mission is clear. It's time to change healthcare. Have no fear. Today is the day. This is the hour. Together, you know we've got the power. Drop the silos. We're all the same team. Patients, docs, nurses, tech, and marketing. How can anyone be satisfied with the way things have always been? Yeah, we've tried. So join us now. Join the revolution. Digital health is the evolution. Status quo, more like status, no. Yeah, this is the healthcare rap. Y'all, come on, let's go. Welcome to the healthcare rap, where we are ushering in the future of healthcare and the status quo no longer exists where we are challenging assumptions about marketing and technology, and we check yesterday's thinking at the door. Where truth drops like an atom bomb, and knowledge flows like Niagara Falls. Each week we challenge assumptions that have been holding back healthcare marketing, and explain how we can do better. Join us. This is the Healthcare Wrap. What's up, what's up? For the 99th time, shout out to all you in the posse. I'm Jared, and here on this program, we are done with the status quo in healthcare marketing. We are no longer pretty thing producers. We are growth engineers and the voice of the consumer helping design the integrated digital experience that consumers demand in healthcare. We call it marketing forward. If that sounds like you, then this is the place for you. So here's what's going to go down today. We'll kick things off with the flavor of the week about stopping our excuses. Then we'll welcome this week's guest, Dr. Ben Carvasso. Then hang with us for the freestyle wrap of the month about marketing forward. Let's go. Flavor of the week. Enough excuses. It's time for a heart to heart. I've had a dozen conversations in the last two weeks that all in one way or another sounded the same. They each went like this. There are things we should be doing to truly transform healthcare on behalf of consumers and patients, but we're not doing them yet. Each conversation inevitably turned to the reasons, aka excuses, that we are not yet achieving consumer transformation in most healthcare organizations yet. Those excuses were what you've heard and may even think yourself. Things like, we're not Cleveland, we're not Mayo, my boss just doesn't get it. The board doesn't get it. The docs don't care. We don't have the internal commitment. Healthcare's just behind. I have to learn too many new things. I didn't sign up for this. We're not staffed properly. We don't have the culture for that, and we don't have the budget for that. The weirdest part was all of these conversations in one way or another were things I could have said five years ago. Certain things aren't happening yet. And if you're wondering what some of those things are that I'm referring to, I'm thinking of three in particular. First, we could be advocating for more visible responsibility in our organizations so that when organizations do realize the need for true digital transformation and it all of a sudden becomes a hot-button, urgent thing, the digital teams will be thought of as the people to start with, not the people to end with. Second, we could be creating a true consumer-centric experience with three key parts – Number one, ease, meaning a frictionless journey. Number two, stickiness, having some loyalty to the brand platform. And number three, pervasiveness, the ability to interact across devices and times. Third, we could be deploying all this tech for consumers to make people healthier rather than trying to sell them things that they don't ultimately need. We could be changing and transforming the well-being and health of our communities. But I'm not satisfied with excuses, and I don't think you are either. I think you're just exhausted because you don't know how to get around these obstacles. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to figure this out together. 
we're going to push through these excuses so that we're going to have a very different conversation one year from now. That's the time frame I'm giving this. So if it's the last thing I do on this podcast, I'm going to help you understand how to better convey your value to every single internal stakeholder who matters. I'm going to help you shift the way healthcare is marketed, connected, and experienced, all for the sake of consumers. It's time. Are you ready? Because I'm done with excuses, and I think you are too. And that's the flavor of the Week. All right, it is time to spread the awesome again with this week's guest. I cannot be more excited, ladies and gentlemen. I've got Dr. Ben Carvalso, who's one of Australia's leading mindset coaches for business. And he's the best-selling author of Life CEO, Take Charge and Start Doing Your Life's Work, Not Your Busy Work. Dr. Carvalso, how are you doing? Jared, mate, so good to be on the show. Excited to be coming and hanging out with you from Australia in America. Isn't technology amazing how we can hook up like this? You're in America, I'm in Australia, and we're... You know, shooting the breeze. Exactly, exactly. It's the not just the magic of podcasting, it's the magic of being able to connect this way. I, I love it. I think, man, our listeners are going to benefit so much from the topics we're going to dive into, especially from your perspective, because you've had an opportunity to not even write about this, but to experience it yourself, to get feedback and learn from those, from people who have shared questions with you and shared experiences with you. Uh, what, what a cool topic. But as we dive into that, before we dive into the rap battle and really dive deep here, I want you to give us a little bit more. I mean, it, it's not like we have a, a guest from Australia every day on this program. Yeah, it is, it is eight o'clock and beautiful and sunny here. And as you know, all your listeners may have heard in Australia, we've recently had all the bushfires going on. So it's still pretty hot and uh, it can be still pretty smoky around at the moment. But my journey really started in healthcare when I was 17. My parents took me to a chiropractor and I had this amazing experience where just my world seemed better. And at that point, I said to my parents, you know, I want to become a chiropractor. And so I did. And I started my chiropractic journey. And, and throughout that journey, I managed to have an experience where I fell out of a palm tree. I mean, like, I've got a big story, but I'm going to cut it super short. And when I fell out of the palm tree, I had a break, in, literally a break from practice. And it was during this break that a mate tapped me on the shoulder and said, but you're interested in starting a radiology company. At that point, I was in a bit of a slump. In fact, I was pretty miserable because I wasn't able to practice. And uh, building this radiology practice pulled me out of the slump. And so I built a radiology company, and you know, over five or six, seven years, we took that radiology company from just one practice to four practices throughout Southeast Victoria and Australia. Amazing journey. And you know, looking at thinking about your show and digital marketing. We were one of the first radiology companies to use TV in Australia because we're in uh, country Victoria where we had access to country TV. And uh, so we had TV ads and we were one of the first to do social media around radiology in Australia because it wasn't normally done. So a super interesting journey uh, in connecting with patients. I sold that company and someone tapped me on the shoulder and said, mate, can you give me some advice starting another radiology company? And at that point, for many years, my wife had said, then stop giving your advice for free. And so I said to this guy, look, happy to catch up for a quick meeting. Probably need a couple of hours and I'm 150 bucks an hour. He said, great, let's do it. And that's what launched my uh, coaching career seven years ago. And as you just mentioned, a couple of years ago, I wrote a book around the subject of, well, how do you, how do you integrate building an amazing business and life? How do you keep the two integrated? So you're not trying to constantly balance the two, but you're integrating both of them so that when you're your business is growing, your relationship with your wife is getting better. And when that's getting better, your bank account's getting better. And when your bank account's getting better, you've got a better relationship with your kids. And when you've got a better relationship with your kids, your health is getting better. So that's all about doing a lot of work. 
Well, that was a perfect setup. I think it's time. Let's dive deep right into the rap battle. Rap battle. Rap battle is where we challenge the status quo in healthcare. And Dr. Carvalho, I think it's safe to assume that we're seeing a trend that thankfully we are talking more about physician burnout. We're talking about clinician burnout. It is very important. And I think, I don't think we'll talk about, you know, cause or effect, which one was the cause and which one is the effect. But I think we're seeing a related burnout among those in other areas and other positions and other teams within healthcare. And that includes marketing communications. It includes digital. It includes health IT. It includes a lot of those who support the business and support the clinicians at the end of the day. And that burnout is real also. And so some of the the themes that you explored in your book, I think are, are, are just, they apply to everyone. And I, I'm curious, you know what, in terms of a starting point, your focus on work-life balance. And I don't know anyone who doesn't want work-life balance. We all, that's at the end of the day, why we do what we do. And we don't want that to come out of control. So maybe that's our starting point. How did you explore that in the book, even just from, from a basic standpoint of, of how to seek work-life balance? Yeah. So again, I hate that term work-life balance because it kind of pictures up someone and you know they've got their life on one side and then work on the other. And the assumption is they're kind of two separate things. So in my book, I explore, well, how do we integrate those? How do we not well, no longer have work-life balance, but we actually do our life's work? That every day there's an alignment and we're not trying to balance the two. And the model of Life CEO came really from when you look at a, a large corporation, the CEO sits down with a board and determines the direction, the purpose of a company. So every company has an overall purpose and the CEO you know, is the conductor of making sure that purpose happens. He then goes out to his individual teams, his HR team, his marketing team, his sales team, his product development team, and he says, hey team, you know, here's the overall purpose, but here's your mission within that purpose. You know, for the HR department, they have a certain mission. The marketing department have a certain, certain mission. Product development have a certain mission. Whilst they each, each have separate and different missions, those missions are all in alignment with achieving the overall purpose of the company. And I think our life is exactly the same. We need to get really clear what our overall purpose is. Look at the different aspects of our life, our life, and make sure that we create a mission around that aspect, a mission around our health, a mission around our business, a mission around our relationships, and that each of those missions are in alignment with the overall purpose. So as I said earlier, when you're working on your business, your health is getting better. And that's the concept behind the book, that we start with purpose. We start with getting really clear about what's important. And that's how we avoid the burnout. You see, burnout comes from when we constantly burn kindling. You know, when you start a fire, you light the kindling first. And it burns bright and it burns hot, but it burns quick. And if you don't start putting a bit of red gum timber on, I don't know what you call it in America, that's the hard big logs. What is the hard timber in America that you burn? That's really going to shoot anything. Uh, cedar, oak, I mean, there's not a, yeah, yeah that's just your firewood, I think is what we'll just generally call it most of the time. Yeah. Well, it's that, it's that, you know, it's that big stuff that burns really hot, but burns for a long time. And it burns slow, but it, it just generates incredible heat and goes and goes and goes and goes. That's purpose. What most people are doing is they're going through every day just burning, burning kindling. They're using motivation rather than inspiration. When you're inspired, you're connected to purpose, and it's like those big logs that burn hot 
but burn for a long time. Most people are waking up every day, they're whacking themselves on the butt and they're getting themselves off to work motivated and they're using kindling. So they burn bright and hot for quick, short periods, but eventually they burn out. Getting connected with purpose means you're able to sustain day after day after day what you do because it's truly connected with what you really want. So many vendors, so little time Expecting me to know them all is practically a crime But it's what my job's about, yeah. it makes me want to shout yeah. I need some help deciding who to use without a doubt Something everyone wants, like a secret decoder Something everyone needs, like your own baby Yoda Help me to choose, I can't afford to lose Isn't there a website that I really ought to use? Martech.health, martech.health Do yourself a favor, check it out for yourself Need to find a vendor? This is the way Martech.health, who you gonna pick today? Martech.health is the vendor directory built specifically for healthcare marketing, communications, and digital professionals. People like you. Founded and run by the OG himself, Healthcare Internet Hall of Famer Ed Bennett. It's designed to make your next vendor selection process less painful. And here's why. Over 600 vendors across 40 industry categories. Verified vendor reviews and ratings from your peers. A resource library of articles, videos, and events. Plus, an anonymous messaging tool to get your vendor questions answered without worrying about endless callbacks. All of this is free to use and share. Check it out at martech.health. So as you've been speaking about this and as you, as you wrote about it, what questions, what feedback were you getting most often related to work-life balance? When I start talking about the importance of being inspired rather than motivated, people go, well, how do, how do, I, how do I do that? How do I find my purpose? How do I know what's, what's really important to me? Because most people are busy rather than productive. You know, they're running around, as I said, burning the kindling, being busy. Their life is full, but they're not really fulfilled. And so they find at the end of the week, the month or the year, they're broke. Despite all the energy, the money, the time and the effort that they put into their relationship or their health or their business, they haven't got more at the end of the week or the month or the year. They've actually got less sometimes. But when we connect with purpose... We make clear plans and we know the kind of person we need to be, but then we're truly productive. And so we're profitable at the end of the week or the month or the year. So people want to know how to be productive. How can I connect with my purpose so that every day I go to work and I'm actually feeling productive? Well, it starts with connecting with what's really important and your values and what's really important to you. Because many people are doing busy and they're doing busy because they're doing what someone else wants for them, what their church wants for them, what their boss wants for them what their partner wants for them, what their parents wanted for them, and they're doing what they should do based on what someone told them they should do, not what they really want to do. So for, for clients that, that are struggling, I say, look, just pause for a moment and ask yourself what's really important and get connected with your values. And so there's an exercise I get my clients to do. Uh, it's pretty simple but incredibly powerful around understanding what your values are and then putting those together to create a real real clear purpose statement, a real direction in your life that you can refer to on a daily basis to make sure that when you're making decisions, they're totally in alignment with your values and your purpose. Yeah, I believe you put that in with a framework of like kind of five crucial ingredients. You talked about a couple of them, about purpose, mm-hmm. about productivity. You want to walk us through that, that little methodology? Is that still what you're finding most useful to kind of get people and to get started with this process? Yeah, absolutely. Again, because people, we're in a world of wanting a quick fix, right? Just tell me what to do. 
I don't want to have to think about it. You know, I just want to Google it and find out what I need to do. I don't want to understand this story behind the scenes. I just want to know, just tell me what I need to do. That's the productivity bit. But productivity starts with purpose way back, getting clear on what's important, then making some really clear plans. This is the second bit. So you take purpose, which is kind of heart space stuff. It's kind of a bit, for the want of a better term, it's a bit kind of woo-woo. It's it's intangible, right? And you take that and then you translate that into something that's tangible. That is you create a plan. And, you know, the way I, I often describe it is, for example, if you wanted to build a home, you might sit down with your partner and, you know, go, oh, I want it to be a place where the kids are going to come and they'll bring their friends back. And we'll be able to have social gatherings and it'll be a place of, you know, just joy and fun. It's all kind of, you know, intangible. So you'll take that, though, and you'll take it to an architect and you'll say, kind of, this is the vibe and this is kind of what we want. And he'll actually draw up a plan that takes this kind of concept and makes it into something that's tangible. Uh, so plans are then important. And then the third step is really knowing who do you need to be. If you're going to take this purpose and, and these plans, what kind of character? Who do you need to turn up as every day? What's the personality you need to bring, the culture that you need to bring into your day? And people are often saying to me, mate, I just want to be me. I just want to be the authentic me. Well, you can be anyone that you want. And it's important that you recognise that you need to be a different person when you're in the office to when you're at home with your wife, to when you're hanging out with your kids, to when you're at the gym. The character that you bring, the personality that you bring to the different missions within your life needs to be different. The example I give for this is, you know, modern four-wheel drive cars, they have that little selector dial. We've got a Range Rover and it's got a little selector dial and it always starts off in road mode. But if I want to go off-road, I can turn the dial to sand mode or rock mode or snow mode. Now, it's still the same car, but it's changed its character. And with that change of character, it performs better in that environment. So the third step is recognising, as I say, what personality do you need to bring to that environment, to that mission of your life, and recognising that you can change your personality so that you're more effective in that mission. And then, of course, you do that well-purpose planning, personality, you then start to become truly productive. And there's ways to be more productive than others. But you do those first four steps, you get the fifth, which is profit. As I said, at the end of the week or the month of the year, you've got more so that you haven't spent money, time or energy. You've actually been investing money, time or energy. And therefore, relationships, health, money, business is profitable. Hopefully that makes sense. Yeah, it sure did. And what's interesting is the one right in the middle, personality, I feel like that's the one that gets the least talked about anywhere. I feel yes. like, and, and yet it's got to be the most crucial. It's, it's just key, is recognizing that you need to know the kind of character that you need to bring to your relationship and know that it's different to when you're in business. Like who I'm being with you on this podcast, this is podcast Ben, which is different to the Ben that will turn up in about 30 minutes' time when my daughter gets out of bed to celebrate her 19th birthday. I've got to bring a different guy to that because that's a different mission. That's a different aspect of me. That's the dad version versus the business podcast version. Uh, So if your listeners recognising that when they're on the way to work tomorrow morning, they need to bring the work version, the business version of them. And then when they're on the way home, they need to turn that version off and turn on the coming home version, whether it's the version of being a husband or a wife or a mother or a father or whatever it might be on their way home and recognising they have the power to do that. 
there's a technique to it, there's a skill to it, but they have the power to change who they be and be more effective as a result. Yeah, I can tell you, my kids make it known to me uh, very quickly if I address them in business mode and not, not dad mode. They're like, yeah, yeah, like that's not, like what are you even talking about? So yeah, sometimes like they recognize it more frequently than I do myself, you know, when I might be not thinking enough about switching those modes and yet still being the same person. I think it's a great point. And I'm glad it's right in the middle of, uh, of this process you're describing of, your, of the five ingredients. I need a dime, ain't faking a buck. So you crank out content, but it's getting stale. It might be nutritious, but it tastes like kale. You're down with finding a way to up your marketing game. Yeah, but when you look for help, everyone seems lame. We're Altera Digital. Google us and see. We're spelled like ultra with an extra E. We'll help you market forward. Google us and look. We're Altera Digital. It's off the hook. Hey guys, this is Jared. Altera Digital is just another name for our consulting team that helps you when your content, your strategy, or your brand is getting stale. You know, like that chocolate glazed donut that was a little piece of heaven in the morning, but when you left it on your desk until 4.13 in the afternoon and you went to finish it off, by then, mm, not so heavenly, was it? By now, you know our philosophy that content is the future, but only when it engages audiences and it isn't a snooze fest. And you've heard how we roll. The healthcare rap, what you're listening to right now is Exhibit A. We don't do boring. So if your content, your special event, or your strategy is getting stale, let us help you give it that spark, that rhythm, that new life you're looking for. Ulterra Digital, marketing forward. Okay, now back to the podcast, right? Because it's pretty legit. I'm thinking kind of applying this specifically to our listeners. So digital marketing teams, right, at healthcare organizations, they have a lot of of expectations being placed on them. They're either being asked to do things that they've never done and making them successful right off the bat and providing an ROI on every single tactic, or they're just being asked to do more things than ever with either the same resources or fewer resources. But one way or the other, there are constant demands and those are changing. And so there's definitely a feeling, I, I resonated, uh, the, the description of, of burning kindling really resonated with me because having been in those shoes before myself, that's how I would feel day to day. You just hoped you didn't fall further behind at the end of the day, even though you were plugging away at things and staying busy all day long. What mm-hmm. advice, like what's a, how do you get out of that funk in that situation? One of the things that we need to do better is set ourselves up for success. Be kinder to ourselves around our expectations. In fact, I often coach clients around no longer having expectations, but instead having intentions. Now, some of our high performers, they go, what? That's soft. Intentions, you either decide to do it or you don't. They eventually come around and realize the power of having an intention. You know, today I intend, I'm going to list the things that I intend to do, and I'm going to do my best to get through those things. But sometimes I just don't get through them. Life happens. But if I had an expectation, you know, there's kind of a real weight that goes with that. And so when we have expectations around what we're going to achieve for the day, we often set ourselves up for failure rather than success. And whilst we might get it through a heap of stuff, we don't get through everything. And so we beat ourselves up at the end of the day that we, we didn't achieve and we didn't get the things done and we're not worthy and blah, 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 blah. So that would be the first thing for your listeners is have less expectations but more intentions around how the day's going to be. And the second thing is really important. And whoever's the bosses may be listening to this that are setting expectations or KPIs for their digital marketing teams is we need to think more about 
setting intentions around lead measures rather than lag measures. So if anyone's read um, Sean Covey's book, Four Disciplines of Execution, great book, and, I, and I'm going to mash it up a little bit, but basically we can't decide what the world is going to do in response to our actions. You know, we might put a social media post up, we might make it amazing, we might get the perfect copywriting, we might get exactly the right targeting, we might put an incredible budget towards it, and we put it out there to the world. But we have no control over how the world responds to that. We just don't know, right? And so we need to decide with our teams around creating KPIs that are lead-based rather than lag-based. Do you understand what I mean by that, Jared? Or can I explain it? No, I think that'd be helpful to dive into it a little bit more. Yeah. So, for example, if I, if I wanted to lose weight, if I wanted to, let's say I wanted to drop 10 kilos, that's an intention that I can have. I have no, no total control over losing 10 kilograms because who knows what might go on with my body, right? But I can have an intention around that. But what I do have control over every single day is how much food I put in my mouth. What I do have a control over every day is how many calories I might choose to burn. So I might say, okay, I'm going to put less than 1,000 calories in my mouth every day and I'm going to exercise and burn 300 calories and measure that on my watch. That is totally in my control every day. I can measure that every day. And at the end of a week, I could have plotted that on a chart and I can go, look at, all, look at the chart. I've got ticks on every day, ate less than, 50, 100, uh, sorry, less than 1,000 calories and burnt more than 300. I'm a winner. Now, and then at the end of the week, I can step on the scales and just and look at what the weight is, right? But the end result, when I finally step on those scales, I have no influence over whatever the scales show. It's a lag measure. But the lead measure, burning, you know, eating less than 1,000 calories and burning 300, I have control over. So with our teams, we need to set them up for success. We need to give them lead measures, things that they have control over rather than the lag measures, which are the things they don't necessarily have control over. So they have control over putting out a social media post every day, if that was a KPI. They don't have control over whether those social media posts produce new clients or not. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. And that, that was a pertinent example too, because that is typically one of the conundrums that we're stuck in as digital marketers of what to measure and the things that we can control and the things that we can't. I mean, that's the world we live in, right? So when we're being asked to report on and be responsible and accountable for things that are not totally within our control, sometimes that definitely adds to to burnout and to a lack of work-life balance is really what it comes down to. And so kind of bring this whole thing full circle, you know, as, as we kind of wrap up here, you know, I'm curious if there's anything else you, that we haven't touched on yet that our listeners would benefit from hearing uh, anything to do with this. Really what I wrapped up with there, which was be a little kinder to yourselves. And do set yourself up for success. Make sure that you're doing what you really want, not what someone else wants for you, and that it is in alignment with the direction that you want your life to head. And take a moment to decide where you want your life to head because if you don't, someone else will. Your boss will, your partner will, your church will. Someone will decide for you if you don't. I will decide for you if you don't. And many of us don't take the pause. We don't stop and literally even just take an hour to think about what we want. You know, we spend more time often planning our holidays and getting the holiday right than we do spend planning getting our life right. So if your listeners, I'd ask them to pause, to pause tomorrow, to maybe pause over the weekend, 
to take two or three hours to themselves, go off somewhere, sit in the forest, go to a beautiful hotel and sit in the lobby, go and sit in the park, sit down by the beach, and with a pen and blank piece of paper, ask yourself, how do I want 2020 to turn out? How do I want 2021 to turn out? What do I want 2030 to look like? Take a moment to decide what you really want. Be kind to yourself, have less expectations, but keep the intentions going on how you want your day to be. And now a word from Master J. Guess who's on the scene here in 2020? I'm the flyest marketing dude you'll ever see. Cause I'm back at it. Let's take another crack at it. Cause boy, you don't know jack at it. Let's take another wiggity wiggity whack at it. Come on, y'all. Marketing is changing. The times are rearranging. The data is your gauge. The whole world ain't your stage. You think you're cruising, but baby, you're losing. So follow my suggestion. Stop chasing impressions. Can you hear that? Neither can I. It's the sound of the impact of your media buy. If you think that's all it takes to win hearts and minds, yeah, maybe if we're back in 1995. Take it from me. When your strategy is interrupt, annoy, pop-up, flyover, drive-by, banner ad, billboard, clickbait, world on a string, well, here's the thing. People ain't buying if that's all you bring. Yeah, did I say that? Because homie don't play that. You don't spray and pray that. How else can I convey that? When you ignore your data, the world ignores you. You lose their attention and their trust too. Think you're going to win sales with your shell game to trick the masses? No, find your minimum viable audience and kick your competitors' butts. Because here's what's what. If you don't open your hearts, they'll keep their wallets shut. From now on, we're marketing forward. Yeah, that's right. We're listening, developing, storytelling, sharing, caring, empathizing, iterating, evaluating, targeting. That's marketing. We're creating change, not noise. We're filling needs, not hawking shiny toys. For all you girls and all you boys, join the movement. We're marketing forward. That's a wrap. Thanks for your insights, Dr. Carvalho. I think this is such an important topic. I know everyone's going to benefit from this. And even if, if that's their starting point, well, you just shared that exercise, which I'm going to take to heart as well. I'm going to take this challenge, listeners. <laughs> I'm going to do this myself. I know that will benefit to everyone. As we wrap up here, what's the best way for listeners to reach out to you if they want to connect with you? Oh, look, super simple is if you can't work out how to spell my name, just go to lifeceo, L-I-F-E-C-E-O.com. You'll be able to get the first uh, big chunk out of my book, which is just a, an awesome summary of kind of what the book's about. You can get that for free there. There's other cool resources on there. And, you know, all my links are there to connect with me. And I'm super happy for any of your listeners to reach out to, by the way. I answer all my emails personally. This is one of my missions is to help people actually do their life's work. And imagine if we had everybody doing their life's work, how the world would be different, right? So I'm so happy for your listeners to reach out, but go to lifeco.com, check out my stuff, and if there's anything there that's of interest and you want any questions answered, then send me an email. Fantastic. Thanks for joining us this week. Jared, it's been amazing. Thank you so much. He is Dr. Ben Carvasso, the best-selling author of Life CEO. Thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to join the posse, as we say on this program. If you liked what we had to say today, we're coming up on 100 episodes and two years on the air. So ladies and gentlemen, there's plenty more where this came from. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and tell your friends. Healthcare Wrap is an Altera Digital production and a member of the Shift.Health Network. So on behalf of Dr. Carvasso and myself, keep marketing forward. Thanks, and that's a wrap. 